On today's show, what can Kemba Walker and Jaden Hardy add to the Mavericks? Can they help? Should the Mavericks be integrating them more? And what did we see from them in their recent game against the Bulls? Plus, what's your panic meter at right now? We'll talk about all that and more on today's Locked On Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic, and this is Locked On Mavericks. believe you shouldn't be here and welcome you are locked on to the dallas mavericks my name is nick engstead media member and nba channel manager for the locked on podcast network your team every day thanks for making locked on mavs your first listen every day we are free and available on all podcast platforms including youtube but the best way you can help us grow the show is to comment anything below let me know what's one thing you want to see from Jaden hardy this season He's kind of like the most fun thing besides Luka that's happening on the Mavs right now. And I'm like all in on it. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNBA. And joining me, as always, my co-host, writer, contributor at Mavs.com, the streak stopper, the one more thing king. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? I'm back. Just spent 48 hours in New York City. The Christmas in New York City experience for my wife's birthday. It was a lot of fun, a lot of walking. I have a Mavs angle for this. Oh. So we did all the all the tourist stuff, leaned all in. and But one of the things we went to is the NBA store. Oh. And a super cool store. They had a JaVale and, McGee jersey. Well, they were sold out. <laughs> and so, you know, it's multiple floors and... Every awesome jersey you could possibly imagine. I mean, it was the like heaven. I mean, this was what heaven is. All so many retro jerseys, everything. There's nothing more that is proving of a Mavs rebrand <laughs> than the lack of Mavericks gear at a place like that. They had first off, they had all the city jerseys when you walked in, except for the Mavericks, like uh, so many different teams. Portland's, Atlanta's, everything is like not the maps. Like, all right, cool. I love the city edition this year. Go upstairs. They have all this retro stuff. No retro maps stuff. They have one like rack of retro uh, Dirk jerseys, and there's just nothing. And all I mean, and it's not even just like the big teams. There were like a a Phoenix whole section of Phoenix stuff and gear and everything. And I was just sitting there. I'm like, I almost just sent Mark Cuban an email right then. <laughs> it was just like. Sorry. We got to figure this crap out because there are Wait, Luka so you, jerseys. So you think it's a sign that the Mavs like aren't selling and so they don't have stock? Or you think that it's a sign that the NBA store is holding back their stuff because a rebrand is coming and they're going to have to restock with the oh, new no, no, stuff? No. Is that what you're, I think, where, where, where are you going with this? No, no, no. This should be like... This should be motivation that the Mavericks need better gear, better like something because I just, I'm just like, something I'm dumbfounded. Like artsy, something like with graffiti on it. Like, I don't know, something. I'm about to go back to New York right now. <laughs> I just know that Nick stuff was just packed on the rack because nobody's buying that crap. My, the New York Nick stuff? Yeah, no, uh, no Brunson stuff. I didn't see a Whoa, single Brunson jersey. Wow. Saw Randall, Barrett, everybody. Unless they're just sold out of Brunson, but. So there you go. Send send a note to your congressman, I guess, about the amount of map stuff that's in the NBA store. There's not <laughs> enough representation. Maybe uh, it's sold out. On today's show, we got five burning questions that will we'll turn into four that you know if you listen to this show, the numbers don't matter. Um, 
What can Kemba Walker and Jaden Hardy bring to the Dallas Mavericks? What do we feel about the supporting cast? Can they add something? And then let's talk about our panic meter. What's your panic meter at right now if you're a Mavs fan or if you're trying to analyze the Mavs from maybe an objective standpoint? So let's start with Kemba. What kind of things did we see from Kemba? We saw his his debut against the Bulls. I talked about it briefly, but I want to save some of it for uh, Isaac and I to talk about today. But what did you see from Kemba in that game? And what do you think he can actually add to this rotation if he ends up ever getting any time besides like the, the Faku role that he <laughs> that he's tou- that he's touted to be in that Nico said? Well, there are only two players that came off the bench the other night, and that really two players in the entire game for, for Dallas had a p- positive plus minus. Reggie Bullock. Kemba Walker and you know he only took five shots he only played 19 minutes whatever um but you saw like what it was like to have another point guard on the floor and that's the thing it's like you saw him play next to Jaden Hardy but and then you see we're going to talk more about you know Hardy later on because I think that's the role that Hardy needs to play is off the ball a two guard role I want to see what Jaden looks like next to Luca a little bit more um, let's have that whole Christian Wood Luca conversation with Jaden Hardy and and Luca oh. Like, how oh, many minutes can they play together? Gonna, oh, I'm so ready. You're slacking on these. Just a little, just a little taste. Oh, uh, just a little bit. Just a little taste. But no, I, I mean, I think that's the type of thing. It's like, could could Kimba give you 15 to 17 minutes off the bench to be a backup point guard and just to have another grown adult in there that can run the offense and that can just keep the, you know, keep the team steady. That's what you're asking for Kimba. And I thought he did a decent job of it. The stabilizing force is a good point because I think that 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 is what he could bring. He's a guy that can get his own basket. There's not many guys in on the Mavs that could do that. And I was thinking about just how many guys on the Mavs would you ask to drive, right? So many times this year, we've seen Bullock or Dorian or or Maxi drive and it like kind of blows you away because we're just not used to seeing it. In that Bulls game, it was like Dinwiddie had a bunch of drives. Hardy had a bunch of drives. And then Kemba had a couple times. And you're just like, oh, my gosh, all of a sudden the offense is moving and things are happening and just positive things come. Jason Kidd's talked about this. Positive things come if you touch the paint. And to get there, they're not posting up guys except for Luka. So you have to be able to get to the paint in different ways and kick out, kick back out of shooters and make stuff happen and make the defense kind of bend to your will a little bit. And these two guys in Kemba and Jaden we're going to talk about later can do this. And – Kemba can get there and he can just pull up from mid range. And you're like, whoa, a, a mid range pull up shot. Like, no, like, barely anyone on the Mavs can do that at certain points yeah. besides Luca. And so he adds some of that. He's, he can, I'm, I'm curious if, if Jason Kidd will ever this season. Like, we know uh-huh. that, we know that some kind of like change will probably come because they don't want to be 500 and they're probably embarrassed to be 500. But, Last season, they made the big change about what's our identity. What's this team's identity? They leaned into defense, and then they leaned into the two ball handlers at, at one point. What what are they going to lean into this year? Will it be, all right, we're going to lean more into offense and have Kemba out there with with multiple ball handlers and then lean into Christian Wood a little bit more because he can he – can, He started. He started he can, in this game against start, Chicago. He did start in this game. He can bring more on the offensive end. Like, will they ever just fully lean into it? And with Kemba, they have, they have an opportunity to. I still think with Kemba – He's going to have a couple games where it just blows you away. He probably will win a couple games for the Mavs. And then, like Nico Harrison said in that interview with the ticket, we're just waiting on how long the knee can last. Like He literally just said, it's not good. We'll see how long it lasts. That's That was his quote. And I'm like, all right, if that's what the GM is sticking to, I don't know if I can be more optimistic than what he is, right? Like You never want to be more optimistic than a GM. 
You you think like JJ Barea's role is something that you're looking at and saying, all right, can you give me not like title, you know, contending JJ Barea, yeah. but like you know those last Towards you know handful end. of years that you know JJ was playing. You think that's the type of role that Kimmy could come in, play that, and say, all right, like I don't see a scenario. There should be never a scenario that Frank plays over Kimba. I kind of wish you know kid forgot about Frank the other night. People uh, forget about Frank. <laughs> Frank didn't have a good game. 0 of seven <laughs> from the field. That's one of those um, games where you're like, if you're gonna if you're gonna do something this year, you got to show me something. Like show something. Show us some intensity. Show something. And like I just didn't. You just didn't see anything from him. You you got to see what we'll talk about. I feel like we've said this three times. We'll talk about Hardy <laughs> later on. But we're excited about it. In a game like that against Chicago, and like you have to actually coming up after a break. Let's talk about if, if we learn anything about the supporting cast. Talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about Rocket Money. Rocket Money is formerly Truebill. We used to talk about this all the time. Isaac, I'm sure you have some s- subscriptions that you're still stuck on that you forgot about, or maybe something shows up to your door and you're like, wait a minute, hold on. I'm still subscribed to this or yep. a charge that pops up that you're like, oh dang, I totally forgot to get rid of that. So you want to uh, take care of those. You want to know what's going on with your uh, with your money, with your portfolio, whatever you want to call it. So stop wasting money on subscriptions. 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about. Maybe it's an unused Amazon Prime account, a Hulu account. For me, it was always, uh, I would always check my account and there would be like another uh, Paramount Plus. Like I signed up for it for one thing that I wanted to watch at one point and then I totally forgot about it. I'm never going to watch anything on there. And I'm just like sitting there waiting. Uh, Hope they're not a sponsor. And forgot about that. Cancel unnecessary subscriptions with Rocket Money today. Go to rocketmoney.com slash locked on. Seriously, it could save you hundreds per year. That's rocketmoney.com slash locked on. All right, Isaac Harris, thanks for making Lockdown Maps your first listen today. For your second listen, go check out the Lockdown Sports Today show. It's the best show covering all sports. It's 30 minutes a day. Sometimes less than that. You can go check it out. The biggest stories of the day, instant reactions, big game recaps on the take of the day. All right. Um, Kemba Walker. Let's talk about the supporting cast. Yeah. Real quick. And I mean, Kemba's a part of this, so we can lump it all together. Maybe. Did we did we learn did we learn anything? I you know, I obviously I was in New York when this game happened, so I was checking in on it. And, you know, when that um, you know, I made the mistake clicked on on the online sphere uh twitter world during the game twitter isn't a lot the coach of, <laughs> a lot, lot of chatter uh about lucas supporting <laughs> cast in that game of like man if this doesn't tell you anything or if this doesn't help you know lucas mvp mvp case more than anything did did we learn anything coming out of the chicago bulls game because i don't i'm i don't think i did but the thing that i look for in a game like that because Obviously, it's a second. I have a back-to-back. Lucas not playing. You're not expecting the win. All right. No. We all get that out of our schedule. Loss of all schedule losses. Yeah. But what you do want to see is all right. Well, who can who can make a spark? Like you want to see some shame. (laughs) (laughs) What what you do want to see is kind of what Jaden Hardy did of like, hey, throw plus minus out of here. Throw the final score out of there. But did you have some minutes that you prove some the opposite of like a Frank Nilakina of like, hey, you can't you can't be an be a nothing out there in a game that everybody's just kind of like looking at each other saying, all right, who's gonna kind of stick out a little bit? So I didn't really learn a ton about like there's nobody I'm walking out of the game saying, All right, man, I don't know. 
I mean, we had questions about this roster before you know, the Chicago Bulls. You know what I actually did learn about that game as I was watching it? Um, one of them was, I, I talked about this a lot on the the post-game episode, but the JaVale McGee thing is a disaster. Like a full-on disaster. He is so... You learned that in the Chicago game. He is so unplayable that it, it just f- further solidified <laughs> it to me that like, wow, the way the way that he went from being like pretty solid in Phoenix and we were kind of excited for him in, in this even limited role that we expected to him being this bad, like even against Andre Drummond, like Drummond just like bodied him at times. And you're like, okay, but, well, that's what we brought you in. The, the thing that I did, that's, that's one thing. But the thing that I did learn is Josh Green and Maxi are really important. This team for their identity, like they mm-hmm. have to have defense and if you take two of their what five six competent defensive players out like i don't know count how many competent defensive players they have if you take two of them out all of a sudden you're putting lineups out there where it's just most like three or four players that are defensive liabilities at a time and they need for their identity for their schemes for all that they have to have the josh green maxi klebas of the, the dorians the reggies of the world to uh to help them play that kind of style well, yeah, I mean, you look at the starting unit against the you know, against the Bulls. Oof. You know, Dorian's the only plus defender in that. I mean, Christian Wood, Dwight, Spencer, and Tim. I mean, that, those are four guys that I'm not putting on the uh, above average chart um, for uh, <clears throat> for defense. On Isaac, that. they gave up 60 um, points in 16 minutes in that game. <laughs> uh, Javel. Javel had 18 points against the Chicago Bulls, Almost and I just want fourth quarter. Just I just want, but but I just want to say, um, if you're gonna live by the uh, points per minute stats that uh, <laughs> I was, we were getting earlier in the season, um, stay consistent with that. Yeah, keep that same energy. <laughs> keep that same energy um, for our, for her boy. Oh my! But, but, <laughs> let's uh, let's transition to to Jaden Hardy though. He had. 15 points in that game. He had some tough drive to the basket and finishes. How are we feeling right now? You you text me saying, dude, I've been watching so much G League. <laughs> I've, wa- I've probably watched five or six full games of his this, this season in the G League. He, he's, he played 10 games so far, and I've probably watched over half of them. I, I'm, if, we're at, if we're at the like Hardy Party Club, where where are you at? Like, <laughs> What what member what are, you you, are you? I'm in, the, I'm in the back with the clipboard. I'm like no, I'm checking people I, in. I'm like the I was one gonna that say, are you a are you a bouncer? Like are no, you? No, no, like, I'm the general manager in? of the club. I'm making money off of the night. Okay, like, I, I didn't know if you're a DJ or if like I hired you're the in DJ. the back. No, I hired the just, DJ. Okay. Slightly biased is my DJ. I got, I got I got bouncers out there in the front. I got I got everybody. So. With okay, J- so you're running the whole joint of the Hardy Party. I'm, I'm in ready. because it's just fun, and I think he, I think he has so much potential, right? Like you see, at certain points, in the, especially watching G League games, you got to understand the context of it, what the team is asking him to do, what you know, what competition he's going up against, and so you're like, all right, let me try and frame this. Um, but you see what he can do with. He looks so confident in his jumper, like it's just so easy for him. He takes these real deep threes at times he hit a three the other night against the Austin Spurs that was like 35 feet and he just likes st- like like a Steph Curry type three Let's you go. see these this step back shots or the step to the side shots you see he can take a step back mid-range shot like there's not a lot of like it looks Steph like at times and when he takes that specific shot oh like there's not many players that, that take a certain shot like that right and you can just see where where he can go at a certain at a certain point because of what he's already doing. He's leading the G League in scoring. 
He's taking the right shots. I also think that he's he's making the right passes. Now, you're going to have – he's got four turnovers a game to three-and-a-half assists. You're, you're going to have some of that in the G League because the guys aren't playing consistently. They're starting lineups changing all the time. You're, you're trying to figure out – like rhythm with everybody. He's playing with James Banks one day. He's playing with Mogi another day. He's playing with, you know, just these different guys all the, all the time. Uh, so he's got to still watch turnovers. But the other thing that really stood out to me is, is something that I always, I'm always for. Um, he's engaged with teammates. He's like, he's, he's slapping them on the butt when they do good stuff. He's excited for them. The announcers that watch all these games were touting him as a really good team player that hustles and tries. And like, he could be a guy that just went in there and is like, I've done this G League thing. I've got an NBA contract. I don't have to worry about this. And he tries. And so I'm just so excited for Jaden Hardy, and I, I want him more on the Mavs. But this G League thing is working for him. He's working through the things that he needs to. What's super cool about him is, you know, I think when you look at some players that were so um, highly recruited coming out of high school that, you know, we've talked about his high school resume, just how good he was. Number two overall recruit behind Chet. Um you know, he chose G League over to going to college, all that stuff. But sometimes you see, you know, such highly recruited guys that are have been that good for so long that, you know, they get to the league and it's kind of like this, you know, acting like they've been there of like this, like, oh, OK, like this is cool. I'm a rookie, but like, which, I'm good. Which can be a good thing with Benedict Matherin. Like, it turns out that that's really good for him. But yeah, yeah. It can be a bad thing with all, we've seen a ton of guys in the league that come in and are like, oh, I, I, I've earned like I've earned this or I'm entitled to this. And I don't think he does that at all. No, that's the that's one of the like the fun part about it, because when you're around him, you feel like, oh, OK, this is a fun kid. Like and, and, and you mean it in like a respectful way. You're not like looking down or anything. It's like he's just he loves being there and he, you could tell like he's like so appreciative of it he's gonna be hyped the bulls game you know they're getting beat and he's out there getting hyped because he's just like he's in the game and you know that him talking to us at media day he was just having fun just laughing the whole time his <laughs>, laughs in the intro you know you just don't you don't see too many players especially young guys have that much joy and he has a ton of joy and he's just like giddy to like be a part of the nba and I think that part is so infectious about him that it's hard not to just, I mean, you got to root for the kid yeah. and he's just so, and then that we're not even talking about the talent. And then you look at the talent and it's like, he is a, that was when we did a you know, pre-draft profile of him. That was one of the things like, there were some issues we had like with this game in G league going, coming into the draft. But the issue you didn't have is scoring because yeah. the dude is a walking bucket. Like that is what he does. And you put him on the floor and say, go get me a bucket. And man, he had some fun moments in that Chicago Bulls game. If just finishing at the rim, that was one of the things too. If you remember back in the pre pre draft stuff, it's like, hey, look at his you know his uh, percentage around the rim, and you know that was one of the things we were going back and looking at. And it's like, all right, how much of this was his decision making around the rim, or actually him like missing shots and he can't finish over bigger guys? And it's like I I am I'm not worried at all when it comes to his finishing around the rim. I, you know, I, I want to see the maturity as far as like turnovers and stuff like that. But one of the things I'm not worried about is him finishing at the rim. He's no. got the athleticism and he can finish. He's had a couple moves in the G League where he starts at the top of the key, and this happened against the Spurs. He actually missed the shot at the rim, but he split two def- he split two defenders at the top of the key and split two defenders in the lane too, like like twice in in a row, and he split it. 
And then you saw a couple times in that Bulls game where he finishes those drives and there's just one guy on him because it's not four guys like going at somebody because he's the only offensive threat at times. But he, he can finish at the rim. He's finishing with contact, too. That was one of the things that really got me hyped watching him at the end of that Bulls game is him finishing through contact. DeMar DeRozan's draped all over him, 6'7", you know, wing guy that's that's on him. And all of a sudden, Jaden Hardy's stopping at the rim and he's finishing over top of him and getting the end one. Like that, that stuff is what you're what you're hyped for because that translates, right? That stuff doesn't just just leave you at a certain point. Your shot can come or go, right? If he's on a hot streak and just hitting a bunch of threes, that's different than if you're creating for yourself, scoring in right ways. And one of the things that I said on the post game, I'll say it again here is I think his process is really great. Like he's taking the right shots, he's taking good shots, making the right pass when he needs to. He's not forcing stuff. I was really thinking this season, we're just going to see him force a ton of shots, get a bunch of turnovers in the G League, and it's just going to be a big learning curve. But he's he's not forced stuff as much in the G League as I expected. So coming up, let's keep talking about Jaden Hardy a little bit more. I think there's a couple more points on what he can be going forward for the Mavericks and uh, and how long will the Mavericks wait to, uh, to try and introduce him. And then let's talk about your panic meter. What's your panic meter after that awful loss to the Bulls, the bad loss to the Bucks? And uh, the Mavericks are back to 500, so we'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, let me tell you about LinkedIn. LinkedIn is a place where you can put your job on. These days, every new potential hire can feel like high-stakes wager for your business. You want to be 100% certain you have the best qualified candidates available. So you want to put them through the ringer. You want to put them through a test, a G League of of sorts, like what Jaden Hardy's going through. He's going through an evaluation all the time for the Mavs. You can put an evaluation with screening questions, make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you want to interview and then who you want to hire. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockdownNBA. That's linkedin.com slash LockdownNBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, Isaac Harris, what do you expect from Jaden Hardy the rest of the season? Like, have, has anything changed from what you've seen? Um, a couple things have changed from what I've seen. I think he's, he's ahead of schedule from what I thought in the G League and from, you know, just very limited action we've seen from him in the NBA. But what are your thoughts on him? Has anything changed from the beginning of the season? Uh, it's tough. I don't think a ton has changed since the beginning of the season because it's like – you know, I thought he'd spend some time in the G League. I thought he'd, you know, come off the bench for the team and like get some sparing minutes here and there, have some fun moments, be this victory cigar. Some people got really mad when we were like, hey, he's gonna be like a really cool victory cigar this first year. And it's like I just that my whole thing with it is who's he gonna play over? And right now I just don't see I don't see them playing him over Reggie Bullock. And I know there's probably a lot of fans saying, Yes, he should play over Reggie, but I just don't see Jason Kidd doing that right Not now. Not with the scheme so, they're going with, no. No, and it's like, all right, you look at a starting unit. I don't see, you know, starting unit's probably going to stay the same right now. And then coming off the bench, it's Maxi, It's Josh Green. Is he going to play over Josh Green? No, Josh is playing good basketball right now. So, And different role. You know, yeah, you're running a nine-man rotation, and, you know, is Jaden Hardy try to squeeze in there? Like, is Kimma just not playing at all? So I still think it's the same thing as before, is – I think we're looking at a two for one trade that could happen sometime in, in in the next month of it. You know that you have someone exciting like a Jaden Hardy. He's young, but if you make the two for one trade and you get and you lose one of the guards, then it's like, all right, Jaden can Jaden can step in that role. But also as exciting as Jaden Hardy is, are you 
Are you comfortable walking into the playoffs saying, all right, he's our seventh man, you know, of him having a, like a locked in role? I, I don't I don't know. I, I think I need to see a little bit more before I do that. It's so tough because it, this is why you don't see rookies start on or, or play a lot on some of these teams that are that have high expectations because there's just such a level from. All right, Jaden Hardy can, you know, is, is fine defensively in the G League. He's he's given up some bucket to high leverage situation in like a playoff type atmosphere where he's having to defend and he's getting called out and there's all this stuff going. Like it's just such a different level that like right now, two hundred dollars. Would you bet that he's part of a playoff rotation or not? Oh, if you had oh, to bet right now, definitely not. Like I, I'm curious if okay, Christian Wood's going to be part of the playoff rotation. The, <laughs> the way that Jason Kidd thinks about him, right? Like, uh, yeah. Like I, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't think so. I don't um, either. Unless not they, right unless now. they, like you said, make some kind of trade. But, but what he is right now, this is the, this is the takeaway. I think he's exciting and he's ahead of schedule from what I thought he was going to be. Yeah. He's scoring super confidently. He's he's his process is great. He's doing the right things, and you no, know, he he's played he played what. Nine, ten minutes in the first twenty-one games, and now he's played like you know he's played three out of the last five games. So like they're they're ramping it up just a little bit, and I think we're just gonna see it just a little bit more and more, just a little more and more, and then we'll see where he gets to by the end of the season. And that was always what it's gonna be to me. It's just he's a little ahead of schedule than we thought. Yeah. So speaking of the rest of the season, they're thirteen and thirteen right now, five hundred. Where where's where's your panic meter? Coming off the Bucks, the it's like two completely different losses, right? Like you have the Bucks loss, Luke at every plays, tight game, they lose, it sucked. You're like, how do we lose this game? Bulls game, Luca doesn't play, schedule loss, they get blown out. The five hundred scale one to ten. Ten, like, hey, the sky is falling, trade everyone. One, hey, I'm not worried at all. We'll be back in the conference finals. Where you at? It's tough because we expected some of this. Some things are worse than we thought. Some things were better than we thought. I don't know. I'll, I'll give it a. I'll give it like a seven, because you are concerned Ooh, about how yeah. the teams. You are, you are concerned about how the teams playing and how they're like closing. And this has been a really healthy team. This is not last season where I know that we've brought this number up before, and it's I know a, a, lot, a lot of people will. This is not last season when they started. Oh, th- last season they started sixteen and eighteen. They also missed a ton of games because of COVID and they missed a lot of, you know, they're, they're starting like at the, at the beginning of December, I think is when they first started signing the Theo Pinson's and the, um, you know, the Isaiah Thomas's and, and the guys like that. And Brandon so night baby. And so this is not that season where you're like, all right, as long as soon as they get this guy back, this is the, the joke that Lakers fans were making for years. As soon as they get Trevor Ariza back, like that's going to be the, <laughs> that's going to be the saving grace, but they didn't. Right. And, and so, they don't have that guy that's just going to come back. So if if seven gets me to like a panic trade where you can't give up first round picks, right? It's just not in the cards this year. But to, to try and move some pieces around. I'm, Unless I'm, it's a big name. I'm there. Yeah, I'm there. Okay. Yeah, the health thing doesn't get talked about enough. I think that's a really good point that when you factor in the, hey, look at our record this point last year, or hey, it wasn't until this part of the season. Yeah, it's like now... All right, well, we have everybody. We've had everybody yeah. for for a while now. So, um, I think I'll I'll lean a little bit low. I'll think I'll say six. I'm not. I don't Map know if I'm ready media, to say Map five. State media, Map um, State media. Only because I still believe in the in our shooters. 
I still believe in Dorian and Reggie and Max and these guys continue like to turn it around and to start hitting shots because yeah, it's like Luca's gonna hit these That's guys. Everything. It, it it everything. But I'm not high on like if you ask me to say, all right, how panicked are you that they're getting back to the conference finals? I don't know about that because I'm still worried about the the two through I'm I'm just I'm still worried about the two through four spot on the roster. It's been the same thing for the past five years. Can we go back to last season a little bit? I said this on Lockdown NBA today. I was on with Jackson Gatlin. And a lot of people point to, well, they, they just missed Jalen Brunson. So we were having these same conversations with Jalen Brunson on the team last year. Like, it just has gotten worse than that. They haven't replaced that that second best player. And in the playoffs, it seemed like Jaden or Jalen Jalen Brunson stepped up into that role. He I don't know that he had throughout the season. He was averaging 16 points. Like, you know, he, he we didn't really think of him as like this. We thought of him as a, as a foundational type piece, but not as a potential all-star type guy that could, you know, to do, do this. Like we were, that's not, we were, the Mavs had terrible losses last year too. The Mavs started bad beginning of last year too. We were saying some of these same things about the roster construction and all that. Uh, their problems are still the same. It's just a different, it's just a little bit of a different level than they were last year. Cause at least Jalen could be that guy. And now they, you know, the guy that could be is Jaden Hardy. Who's 19, who's like 20 years old, you know, who's like, three or four years from becoming that guy. Yeah. That's the thing. They just don't have that third ball handler that we've talked about over and over. Yeah. Again. The pieces fit and, better last year. Yeah. And so I'm definitely worried. I'm definitely above average worried. It's not a, I'm, I'm not setting back saying, you know what? I mean, look at a record last year. We'll be fine. Nothing to worry about. Yeah. We don't even have to. I'm not that I, I, I'm very firm that I think they should be making a trade at some point and they got to shake up. I don't know if it's a, it's going to be a big enough trade that will like get the fan base going nuts for like a potential, you know, a, a Porzingis type trade or something like that. But I think, I think what we're headed towards is a, it's just a swapping out the parts type of trade. Yeah. It's a, Two or three players for one or two players, and the, you're just, the second porzing is trade. <laughs> it honestly, I mean yeah. that's that's the that's the type of thing. If yeah, I, I think that's what we're headed towards at some point over the next month. Yeah, that that's something to watch for. Uh, December fifteenth is when uh, like another what twenty percent of the league is able to be traded. So that's definitely a date to watch out for. We will be doing podcasts every day till then. We will be talking about the Thunder game. We'll have a breakdown after that one for sure. Post game. And uh, yeah, I'm, I think I'm going solo on that one, but the streak is over. So uh, get off me, people! Did I tell you? Did I tell you that uh, a, a, a Raccoon Squad member came up to me during the game, the Bucks game, and was like, "Hey, so who's hosting the show tonight? Where's Isaac? Because we usually Ooh. we don't sit together." I'm like, "Oh, he sits up that he sits up in the press box. He's not here tonight." He and I was like, "I'm solo tonight." He goes, "Dub, we're winning this game." He's like, he called, he called it and said, we're winning this game. And then he walked away and I was like, I'm not ready to call it. I'm not, I'm not ready to call it. Yeah, they were up by 10 at that point. And uh, they ended up, end up losing in such bad fashion. Do that, you remember this guy's name? That's a broke the streak. No, I don't. I don't think he told it to me. I was going to say, because now we can blame this guy on the, on the <laughs> we'll loss. Call, we'll call him Matt. Hey, tweet at us if that was you at the yeah, game yeah, yeah, so, yeah, we, let, can, let me so we can blame you. And then shout out to uh, shout out to Rohan who I, I met for the second time and was like oh good good to meet you man and I had already met him <laughs> like writers of Rohan like was his buddy's name like where was Gondor 
<laughs> there you go, guys. We'll be back the rest of this week. All the post games this weekend as well. Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom.